Hello, brothers and sisters, and welcome back to another episode of Unboxing the Faith. For today's episode, we're going to be talking about something most Catholics don't often do, which is evangelize. So we're going to look at evangelization as a topic and also new evangelization, which is new. Anyways, we have John Paul to share on this topic with us. Let us begin. What do you believe? Organ. Eucharist. Saints. Christmas. Tradition. Sacraments. Hymns. Trinity. Easter. Mary. I believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. Our faith is not a question of I think. It's a question of Jesus Christ has taught us through the church. Hello, John Paul, and welcome to the podcast. How are you doing? Oh, hi, Ian. It's nice to see you. Nice to meet you again after how many years? I think about four or five years, I have the last I met yeah. you. So I'm glad for the invitation. Thank you for inviting me to be on this podcast, you know, mm-hmm. to, to share my experience of evangelization and to share my faith journey as well. Thank you so much. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for saying yes to us as well. Now, of course, both of our path has crossed uh, many times throughout the years. Yes. But for the benefit of the listeners, how about we start off with mm-hmm. a quick introduction about yourself and what do you do, John Paul? Okay. Uh, as you all know, my name is John Paul. I am Malaysian. My hometown is Seremban, Negrisimbilan. I'm a banker by profession. I used to work in the bank in Malaysia for 11 years. But now I'm a full-time missionary with the Institute for World Evangelization, ICP Mission. And I am currently cooperating with a local community here in Poland. I've been in Poland in the work of evangelization for eight years in this local community where we do lots of work of evangelization. And I live in a community residential home where I work in the home and also then we go out into the fields to mission, yeah, to do mission to different schools, different areas in Poland. So that's just in a, in a nutshell of what I'm doing as a missionary and my past, present and now future, God willing, more evangelization. Yeah, awesome. Thanks for the intro. Okay, so with that, I think it's a very good starting point for today's topic. But before we walk into evangelization, uh, before we Mm -hmm. walk into new evangelization, we got to walk a little bit into evangelization first. So you've just mentioned about yourself being a missionary. So many JP, you can start by helping us differentiate the difference between one, mission, and two, evangelization. Mm -hmm. Okay. I mean, mission is uh, like, for example, we have like every government has a foreign mission. That means they have an embassy or something like that. It's called a mission, yeah? But in a Christian context, a mission is the vocation or calling of a religious organization, especially a Christian one. So a Christian calling, a mission, specific mission to go out into the world and spread its faith. Yeah, the Christian mission. That's the Christian mission, basically. That's mission, yeah? So each one of us has a mission. Maybe some of you have a mission to study to become a doctor. Some of you have a mission to study to become an engineer. You know, missions take different forms. But in the context of mission here we're talking about is a Christian calling. That each one of us 
has this mission when we were baptized. We we were we were baptized and we were called to be priests, kings, and prophets, and we are called to go out and evangelize. So that is our mission, basically, our prophetic mission, basically. Yeah. Mm. So that's mission. Evangelization is different. Evangelization is what is evangelization? Evangelization is basically sharing my experience of God. We cannot give, we cannot share something what we don't have. So evangelization is experiencing our growing in our relationship with God. Yeah. So once we are baptized, we have our mission. And how do we grow this mission? Okay, we with our personal relationship with God. And then we have the calling, and then we go out and share about this experience of what God has done in our lives. That is evangelization. To put it in layman terms, very simple. Like you go and see a movie. For example, you go and see Mission Impossible. It's fantastic, uh, you know, effects and all that. And you go and round and tell your friends, hey, the Mission Impossible, the latest one is superb. It's so fantastic. That is evangelization. Hmm... You're basically doing the promotion for Mission Impossible because you experience, you 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 saw it, you heard it, you experience the excitement, and therefore you go and tell people about the movie. Hey, go and see the, go and watch this movie. Go and watch this movie. It's fantastic. That is evangelization. But first, you had to go into the cinema to encounter this experience. So the same thing with evangelization. You have to come into a relationship with God to experience His love, experience His power, experiencing His mercy, experiencing His forgiveness. Then you're able to tell people, hey, you know, this is what Jesus did for me. Yeah? So that is evangelization in a nutshell. Yeah? I mean, there's a lot of theological things, but we won't go into that. But there's more a very simplified version of what evangelization is. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I think that that helps a lot of people to understand in very very simple terms the promotion for Christ. You're promoting Christ. Yes, exactly, yeah. exactly. You know, and now now we are now we are very good at it because we have TikTok, we have everything. We're promoting different things on on the media. You know, so that is evangelization. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. So. Thanks, JP, for clarifying that. So let's now dive even deeper into evangelization. Okay. So first, I'd like to share a verse from the Bible. And you just let me know your mm -hmm. thoughts on this, okay? So okay. before our Lord ascended into heaven, he gave a final command or instruction to his disciples, which we see in Matthew chapter 28, verse 19. And it goes like this. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, of the, of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Uh, so JP, first and foremost, why did the Lord give this instruction, make disciples of all nations? Why does it matter that the people of all nations are even baptized? I think for, it's very important. Why? Because um, Jesus himself he is the only person in the world that changed history. Mm -hmm. he, he changed history. Okay, there are, there are many, many other different, different uh, ways or many other gods or anything. But this one significant person, Jesus Christ, 
change the whole history of humanity. Yeah? And when he came, he didn't come only just for the Jews. He died for everyone to bring this, this message of salvation, this good news. Yeah? So that's, therefore, I believe with great... Uh, and, and the other thing is that in Scripture, Jesus said that I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. These are the three things. As far as I know, in other religion, there is no bold proclamation of this three message. All the other religion is basically pointing to some, pointing to God, or pointing to someone else, or pointing to look for the message in the coming message. But Jesus is the one who said, "I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life." Yeah. So that is why I guess this great, uh, great command or great uh, uh, proclamation that Jesus said to his disciples is to go and tell the people of the nations that have come to bring the good news, to bring salvation to each one of them, that I desire for each one of them to be with me in this new kingdom of God. Yeah. So that is why this commandment is so important for us Christians, especially yeah, to be that light to be that witness to this truth. Yeah. So, so that is why this, this message is very important for us to go out and to, to share the good news, to make disciples of all nations. Yeah? yeah. To give a bit of hope as well to the people. The yes. Needs. To give hope, to give, uh, because, because the whole, look, the whole Christianity is based on the resurrection. If you take out the resurrection, there's no Christianity. The message of Christianity is based on the, the passion, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Yeah, And not only, it's, in, it's not a myth or something, there's historical evidence as well from the circular world and also on the spiritual, uh, on the, the followers of Jesus as well, yeah? So it's very, very uh, deeply rooted in the history of, of, uh, of, of the world, basically. Yeah? Mm -hmm. So there's so, very concrete evidence as well. Yeah. So I believe that is, that's the most important thing is the, that, the, the, that he is the son of God, he who claims he is the son of God, and he is uh, the Messiah, and he is uh, the one who rose from the dead. Yeah. So, so that is the message that we want to give that. And that's what you said just now, Yen, the hope, the hope of a new life, the hope of a new, uh, new encounter with God. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So a follow-up question to that is, so we, we, we can proclaim the word of God, right? We can proclaim yes. the people that needs it. Every so, nation. Mm, every nation, everyone, anyone. Yeah. So back to the second part of the question, why do we need to yep. baptize people? You know, I think the baptize, the baptizing part is that it's quite extra, right? You can just, yep. can't you just tell people, hey, you know, you're saved, but don't baptize them. I think the baptism is, the to baptize somebody is that entry into, into the sacraments that Jesus himself gave us. Yeah, So that's very important. 
yeah the baptism is like like everything that we do we have some like if you go to any 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 clubs or anything that you go to there is an initiation time right mm. where people experience some kind of initiation or you come for formation or something like that but if, when you finish that formation there is a recognition of your what you have what have you have gone through yeah Mm. So baptism for us Christians are important. It's a sign of our unity with Christ. Mm. Yeah, dying to our old self and rising to a new new being. Yeah, and that and also it's the entry door into the into into that into the sacraments that the Lord Himself has given us. Yeah, to experience this new life, to grow in this new life, to walk in this new journey. You see? Mm. Yeah, and of course when we are baptized. It comes with the power, the power of the Holy Spirit, as Acts chapter one verse eight. That power of the Holy Spirit that comes, it gives us the zeal and the power to go out and witness, to go out and share. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the baptism unlocks all this gift that the Lord has in store for each believer. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So like that's the entry point. Yes, entry point to evangelization, entry point to this hope that you're talking about, entry point to this relationship with, with, with Christ, yeah? Mm. All right, yeah. So we move on and we'll head into our favorite library, the CCC. And to go hand in hand with the passage that we just discussed, right? The uh-huh. CCC paragraph 905, it says... Lay people also fulfill their prophetic mission by evangelization. Mm -hmm. That is, the proclamation of Christ by word and the testimony of life. For lay Mm -hmm. people, this evangelization acquires a specific property and peculiar efficacy because it is Mm -hmm. accomplished in the ordinary circumstances of the world. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if any clergy listens to this podcast, lah. But hopefully, this section of the podcast is not too exclusive. Back to the paragraph, it emphasizes on lay people like you and yeah. me. So mm. I'll let you and 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 unpackage this, JP, because just let us know um your thoughts on this paragraph and maybe a thing or two from your work that kind of showcase this peculiar efficacy that the paragraph yeah. mentioned. I think it's very important also to, it's noteworthy to say that in uh, in the Catechism of the Catholic Church, uh, 901 onwards, it says, the heading says, the participation of lay people in Christ's priestly office, Christ's prophetic office, and Christ's kingly office. These are the three things that we receive at baptism. Yeah, we become we become the priestly, the prophetic, and the kingly uh, uh, anointing that we receive at baptism. Yeah, so every lay person has this responsibility of evangelization. Yeah, because it has been given to us at baptism itself already. Yeah, so for me. How for me this this scripture this this I never knew this when I was in my catechism classes and all that maybe maybe the maybe my catechism teacher did say something but I was not paying attention or you know <laughs> it just went in one year and came out the other year yeah 
and all my all all my 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 teen my childhood to my adult life, I thought evangelization was just for priests and nuns. That's it. Mm. Okay, I will give you my few ringgits a month for for the mission. I will give you my donation, whatever you need. If you want clothes for the poor, I will donate my clothes. I will donate whatever you need. But that is your mission. That is you are doing it for the church because you gave your life to the church completely. Yeah? Mm. So for me, that was the picture of evangelization. It's priests and nuns and religious brothers and religious sisters. Okay, fine. You know? But it never dawned on me that I have this responsibility as well. You know? And of course, for me, evangelization was a big bad word that I didn't know. <laughs> because it was such a long word. You see, what is evangelization? What is evangelization? You don't... Because maybe we grew up in that environment. I grew up in the environment where it was not taught to us, not explained to us in that manner what is evangelization, yeah? Until I had my personal experience of Jesus, and then this word evangelization popped up. Mm. So that's when I started asking my, my, my leaders in my community. I started asking my parish priest, what is evangelization? Then slowly, because I, then I realized that after that personal encounter with Jesus and that retreat in my parish, my mind was transformed. My ears was open. My eyes were open. I was able to want to know what is evangelization all about. Yeah. You know, so for me, that was the beginning, that was the, the, the starting part of the journey of really listening very carefully of the word and the word of God becoming alive. This gospel that we just read just now in Matthew 28, also coming alive where Jesus giving this commandment to go out and evangelize, to go out and baptize and make disciples of all nations. Yeah. So when, when before that, I, when I read this article, I, when I, sorry, when I read this scripture, I would say, oh, the priests and the religious are all doing that. So they are doing that. So I don't have to do it. Yeah. But then this word, came alive after my personal experience and encounter with Jesus. Yeah, it made a lot of lot of sense of my responsibility as well. Mm -hmm. So, as lay people, that is our responsibility. For you listeners who are there now, and you're thinking, maybe you're having the same thought as I had. Oh, the priests and the nuns are doing this, so I don't have to do it. It's not my responsibility. I just want to tell you, it is our responsibility because each one of us are baptized and we are called to evangelize. Yeah? And how are we going to evangelize? Allow the Lord to lead us and show us. Evangelization is a long word, but it's not a scary word. Yeah? It is, it is a very, very... Um, uh, it's a word of, of, uh, of hope. A word of that brings peace, the word that brings joy. Yeah. So that is evangelization for me and and for this for this prophetic for this word in in Catechism and Catholic Church 905 is how evangelization is important for us lay people as well. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. 
very powerful JP. <laughs> you push some uh -huh. of people off their seats, I think. <laughs> 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 All right, we shall move along here. So we go into the little bit newer part. Okay. Yeah. So, new evangelization. Some of us might have never even heard of that word before. So simple question I have here, JP, is yeah. what is new evangelization? Well, a very interesting question. This new evangelization, this this word new evangelization is coined by Pope Saint Pope John Paul II. Mm. Okay. When he came, when he when he took the throne of the papacy, he he came with this message of new evangelization in 1983 when he was speaking to the Latin bishops in Latin America, and he said about he proclaimed this new evangelization. Yeah, this this new evangelization, as he proclaimed, had had three functions, very important functions: preaching to those who have never heard the gospel, mm. agentes. Yeah. Second, preaching to those Christian communities where the church is present and who have fervor in their faith. And thirdly, preaching to those Christian communities who have ancient roots, but who have lost a living sense of the faith or even no longer consider themselves members of the church and live a life far removed from the Christian uh, the, from Christ and the gospel message. So these are the three roles, the new word of evangelization, where firstly is we are called to go out with the gospel. Secondly, is to enrich the communities. Like what I'm doing now, now I'm, what I'm doing now here is that I go to parishes, I go to school, I people always ask me, John, why are you going to Poland to evangelize? Poland is a Catholic country. <laughs> so this is exactly why I'm here in Poland because John Paul said we have to go to this to these countries where they had Christian roots but they forgot their roots they have to re-evangelize them yeah so that is why we are called to do that is why we continue to do mission still in our church we continue to re-evangelize our people continue to bring them into faith like now in Europe Europe is is yeah they are the people in the third category who had the ancient roots but lost. Mm. So they need lots of missionaries. So now in Europe, there's a lot of Indian priests. There's a lot of African priests. There are a lot of priests that they used to evangelize before now are coming back to Europe to evangelize them. Mm. Yeah. So this new evangelization is already going on. Yeah. So what can we do as people, as Malaysians, how do we evangelize? We start sharing our faith with our neighbors, with our friends, with our, with our brothers and sisters in, in church who are, who, you know, maybe who are struggling in their walk with God. That's how we re-evangelize. We share our faith with them, yeah? That's the new evangelize. Uh, the, other, the other method of new evangelization is also using different means of of. Uh, uh, pantomime, dramas, dance, you know, all kinds of things, multimedia, everything. To That's the new way of evangelization also. Mm. But very important, evangelization doesn't change the content of the good news. Everything else can be changed, but the, what is presented 
is the gospel, the good news. You don't you don't matter manipulate it or you don't water it down or you don't compromise it. Mm. The message is the same. The methods of evangelization are different. Like here in Poland, when we go to when we go to the parishes or we go to school, we share the charisma. The charisma is God's love, sin and salvation, new life. All these are the core message of the gospel. Yeah. But we use a lot of music, a lot of drama, a lot of action song, a lot of different, different things to bring the message across. But we never compromise the message, the core message of the gospel. That is, that is new evangelization, yeah? yeah? You know? So I think one point you brought up is that you can evangelize to your friends, family, right? So yes. for some of us, it might be confusing to think that way. Or, you know, Catholic yeah. friends have to tell them about Christ again. Eh? But I think if we look at ourselves, including myself, we can see a lot of what we call lapsed Catholics around us, correct? Yeah. So don't, don't have to look too far away. Uh, so let's go into a more practical ways on how we can deal with this. So JP, I'm sure you've met many, many lapsed Catholics, right? During your time. Of yes. How did you approach them? What is the best way you think that you can approach this? I, For me, okay, I start first. I mean, there's a lot of lapsed Catholic in my family itself. Mm. Yeah. And uh, the family is the most difficult people to evangelize. Agreed. <laughs> you know, but uh, before I remember, I remember before I used to be very, uh, very uh, strong and very... Uh, uh, radical in my evangelization towards my family. Yeah? But then I realized that it was not helping them. It was basically pushing them further and further and further away from me. You know, uh, because uh, your family knows you inside out. They knew you very well. They, you know, they know you're, you're good, you're bad, you're ugly in you. So, you know, <laughs> so for me, but what, uh, how did, uh, how did the Lord, teach me how to reach out to my family was I began to firstly pray for them. The best that you can do, the best you can do is to pray for each member of your family or friends who are lapsed Catholic, who are, you know, who are far away from the church, who are far away from the sacrament, to start praying for them. Yeah? So that is your first thing in evangelization, is start praying for them. Secondly, is listening. Mm. Sometimes they only want you to listen. Yeah? If they ask you for your opinion about certain situation or certain things, then you give your, your opinion. You know? And if they're open for it, if they want it, they will ask you. But what I realized was that was the, 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 the most effective way for me to reach out firstly to my family, secondly to my friends who are far away from God, was to be there for them. Mm. To be to empathize with them. Empathy is a great thing that you need to empathize with them, to listen to them, because they know that you are listening. You know, I have I have like, for example, like now just I just was back in Malaysia in July. I went back to Malaysia to visit my family and also I had a meeting there. And uh out of the blues, my brother-in-law, you know, he was diagnosed with uh, 
with uh, uh, heart problem. His his arteries were blocked here, and he had to go for an emergency operation. And my brother-in-law is far away from God, far away from the church, far away from things. But he asked me, John, can you come and pray with me? Because he knows that I am, I am a missionary. He knows that I do a lot of mission. He knows that faith is important for me. So he approached me and asked me, can you pray for me? So I went, I prayed for him. I shared the good news with him. I, shared, I told him, you know, I encouraged him to go for confession. And I also told him uh, during this time, he has a lot of fears. Just one prayer, I just wanted him to just say, just this one prayer. I said, Jesus, I trust in you. Yeah? I told him, just say, Jesus, I trust in you. The whole day, you just say that when you go for the operation. He said, okay. You know? And after the operation, he was in the hospital. I went to visit him. And then in the hospital also, he said, John, can you pray for me? Again, I prayed for him. Mm -hmm. to thank God for the success of the operation. To, to, to give him hope, yeah? So that, for me, was a big testimony of my evangelization, how to reach out to a lapsed member who's been away from church for 40, 50, I don't know how many years he's been away from church. Mm. Yeah? But, okay, he's, he's in a serious situation, but it came to him, came to his mind that, oh, I need prayer. I need to ask John to pray for me. To pray with me. Yeah. And that's the that's how that door opened for evangelization. To bring him closer to God. Huh? So that is how we reach out to Labs, Labs, uh, Labs Catholic uh, family members as well, yeah. And don't be afraid, don't be afraid to to express your faith openly. Not not I don't mean. No, I don't mean standing on a soapbox and shouting, Jesus is Lord. And, you know, <laughs> I don't mean that. Simple act of faith, like saying grace before meal. Simple things that you can do. You know, simple things that you, 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 you can share your opinion about things. You know, because now the world has very strong views about many things. But what is your, what's the church opinion about things? Mm. You know? I would like to give another example. Last year, we had the Poland, Polish Rock Festival. Polish Rock Festival here in Poland, where all these this punk rockers, all these rockers, heavy metal, all come and we do evangelization work. And many of them hate the church. Many of them hate the uh, uh, the institution, many of them are anti-God, anti-church, anti-everything, you know. So they are really uh, free, everything, yeah. So my leader asked me, okay, John, I want you to give a teaching for three days in this rock festival. Pray about it and ask God, what do you want to speak about? So I prayed and, and I had this very strong prompting that God was telling me, speak about homosexuality, same-sex marriage and transgenderism. So I told my boss, I told my leader, I think this is the one. He said, John, are you sure you want to talk about this? You sure? I said, I know. You asked me to pray. and This is what I sense God is telling me to do. <laughs> so he said, okay. 
So he advertised everything. And behold, so many people from the Polish Rock Festival came. When they saw these issues, they wanted to dialogue with the church. Yeah? So we had, we had this wonderful experience. My goodness. Because, uh, of course, I was the moderator and I was going through this. And I told him these are the rules. I set the rules, the ground rules and everything. And I said, okay, let's have a discussion. So they started talking and sharing about their opinion, their feelings, their days. Okay, fine. The church listened. The people from the church listened. And then the people in the church shared, you know. At the end of the day, we had a conversation. Mm -hmm. We were not shouting at one another, but we had a conversation. They came out with their points of view and we came out with what the church says about this situation. And the miracle of this is, you know what? At the end of the day, the people that were there were asking the, all these questions stayed back for adoration, for worship, wow. and for mouse. Because they, they, now they realize that the church don't hate them, but the church has her, her view of life for each one of us. Yeah. So that was the biggest miracle. For me, that was the shock. My leader was shocked. I was shocked that these people stayed back for the three days of adoration, worship, and mass. You know? So that is how we are called to engage. That's the new evangelization. Also engaging with the culture. Not running away from the problems of the culture, but right. trying to engage and dialogue and talk about it. That is new evangelization. Not, not compromising the faith. We have a lot, I'm sorry to say, we have a lot of Christian denominations that compromise the gospel of Christ. Yeah, so we, we are not called to compromise the faith. We are called to engage with the culture, yeah. to bring the message of Christ to the culture. So what I'm getting yeah. at here is that you don't have to be too bombastic, like you said, in, yes. in spreading their no. faith. You don't need to stand on the soapbox and then shout. But in even in our everyday lives, people can witness our relationship yes. with Christ. Yes. If they can see it, then it has the, the conversion process has kind of already started in their heads, right? Yes, exactly. Mm. Exactly. You know, then the the most, I think for me, that it's such a powerful witness, the simple act of making the sign of the cross before your meals. Like when I was flying back from Warsaw to, to Kuala Lumpur, for me, it's a normal practice when the, when the plane is on the runway and taking off, about to take off, my first thing, I, that I do the sign of the cross. And when I was flying this time from Warsaw to, to Doha, I made the sign of cross, and there was a boy who was there who saw me. I didn't realize he saw me, but then he was making the sign of the cross as well. You know? So it's it's very that is evangelization. You know, I was taught if if you can smile, you can evangelize. <laughs> because as Pope Pope Francis say, the gospel is the gospel of joy. We cannot go Christian Christians going around mourning like someone died. 
We are called to bring that gospel of joy. If you can smile, you can evangelize. Okay, okay. So we have we have living out the faith, we have doing the sign of the cross, we have smiling. So any other ways that we can, you know, any basic ways that you can think of that we can evangelize in our everyday lives? Uh? That listening, you know, listening, that's the most yes, powerful listening. thing that you can listen. Because we all have friends who are going through a difficult time. We all have friends who are, maybe some of our friends are experiencing depression. Some of our friends are feeling uh, re experiencing rejection. So many things that are going on the, in the mind and hearts of young people nowadays and adults as well, yeah? So many. Like now for me here, I have, I have two couples that I'm working with now, both also having marriage crisis. But I'm not married. How can what advice can I give them? But all I can do is listen. Listen and pray with them. And that is my evangelization, is listening. Listening to the wife, what she's saying, listening to the husband, what she's saying, and praying for them. That is evangelized. Listening is such a powerful thing. That's why God gave us two years. <laughs> Right? So, so when, when, when God is calling us to say something, He will give us the word to say something to them. If God is not calling us to say something, we can pray for them. We say, okay, thank you for sharing. Empathy is so important. Thank you for sharing and say, I will pray for your situation. You know? And I realize that when I bring into prayer, I always follow up with them and say, how's things at home? You know, then they know that I'm interested still. You understand? It's not just say, oh, I pray for you and then forget about everything, you know? When I see them, how are you? How's things? You know? Follow up. The follow up is so important, yeah? It's a little effort of, you know, reaching out again. Exactly. I think, I think for us now, I think... I'm, I think the reality is that we are so caught up in our own world, we are so caught up in our own thing, we forget, forget that we, you know, we are there for one another, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. think that, that sums up everything already, all the little ways that we can do to evangelize in our everyday lives. Yeah. So, we've reached the end of the podcast, and lastly, there's only one thing left to ask from you, John Paul. Yeah. So, for anyone that has a calling to be a missionary, how does he or she answer this call? I think the, the most very important thing, if you have this calling, uh, it, this calling can come in many different ways. It can come from the gospel reading. and you go every Sunday when you're paying attention, the Lord will speak directly to your heart. It can be to a friend. It can be through your community. It can be through your prayer group, or it can be through this podcast yeah, as yeah, well. Yeah. You know, but there's no limit to God how He wants to speak to each one of us, and the calling will come in that form, yeah, in in any way, in any means. But the most important thing when you receive this calling, bring it to prayer. See, uh, see if there's a trusted spiritual leader or friend or priest or sharing partner or something, bring it to that person and ask that person to pray with you. Yeah? To pray with you. And then after praying with you, give a timeline. Okay, let's pray for two weeks. Let's pray on this and get a feedback. 
what do you sense God is saying, you know? Then after this, then, okay, if the calling is still there, then seriously go into, uh, really go and see a priest or a, a religious or someone to see, or a missionary. Maybe God is calling you to be a missionary, mm. you know? Then speak and share with your parents or share with your, your, your community, your group. And then once that calling is still growing in you, then look for what you what God is calling you to do. If God is putting this passion for you in your heart for young people, like God put this passion for me in my heart for young people, to reach out to young people. So I look for communities that work with a lot with young people. So I'm, I, I found ICPE. ICPE does a lot of missions with young people. And I say, wow, this is what I want to do. Yeah. So I applied to come for the school of mission with ICPE. I did my school of mission. I did my formation with them. And now I'm doing what God is calling me to do. Yeah. So that is how you move step by step. But firstly, when you receive this call, pray. Then speak to someone who you trust and journey with that person. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for the steps, John Paul. Yeah. But very important, tell, uh, I mean, I want to say to young people, your relationship with Jesus is number one. You cannot give anybody anything if you don't have it. If you don't have Jesus, you cannot give anybody. If you don't have five ringgit, you cannot give the poor man and say, here, go and buy something to eat. You don't have five ringgit to give him, mm. right? You first have to have the five ringgit in order to give that poor man the money to go and buy food. So the same thing, you first have to build your relationship with Jesus. Your quiet time with Jesus is so important. Okay? Sunday Mass is Sunday Mass, but personal prayer time is personal prayer time. Yeah? So that is very important. All right. Thank you so much, John Paul. Thank you for sharing your life and all. So much zeal you have in you, John Paul. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that with all of us listening as well. So for anyone who would like to have any parish updates, you can refer to our website or our Facebook and Telegram accounts. And also follow this podcast so you know when the next episode drops. Or you can also head to podcast.christusaman.org to catch up on all the previous episodes that you have missed. And until then, goodbye. Unboxing the Faith is brought to you by the Social Communications Ministry of the Chapel of Christus Aman.